Hello again. I am Pat. And I am Sean. And this is the What's Next podcast, where we discuss all the things in the Marvel and sometimes DC app that you don't normally find, things from decades ago that we think you might find interesting. And this week we're discussing the Kree Scroll War. How you doing, man? I'm all right, dude. How are you? I am good, man. I'm good. good. I, I I discovered things that I didn't. Here's and I, and I'll hit this real quick. You know, guys become popular, right? Like say Mike Diodato's art. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you realize 15 years ago, Mike Diodato drew Spider-Man. Yeah. And you go back and look at it. And you're like, oh, that's amazing. And then there, and this week I, I saw a writer and they were, and I'm, I'm not going to talk about it because we're going to do a what's next on it sometime. But they were like, well, this writer wrote this. And I was like, really? And I went back and read it. And I vaguely remember the series and then I read it. And yeah, dude, he wrote it and it was really good. So, you know, today we're looking at the Cree scroll war. Yeah. But by, by the way, just as an aside, before we jump into this thing, yeah. um, wizards of the coast announced a new Dungeons and dragons adventure this past weekend. <laughs> okay. And, uh, Jim Zub was one of the main writers for the adventure. And I got super excited about that. Who's Jim Zub? I, I, rec- I vaguely recognize the name. Uh, currently writing the champions has written plenty of things for Marvel over the years. I, I mean, I, I told you, I recognize the name. I just couldn't remember specifically what he did. Yeah. Um, he was one of the, the main staff writers on that project and it's, it's a pretty cool project. So I was super excited when, when he came out to announce the, the, the new adventure and I was like, Oh, Jim's up. Oh. Yay, yay for oh, art, cool. artists and writers that we like. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, we're talking about the Kree scroll war today. Um, if you're not familiar with the Kree scroll war, it was essentially the first event I'm doing air quotes that Marvel ever published. Um, and it was very much the precursor to the kind of events that we get now. Um, civil war, secret empire, secret wars, secret, uh, invasion, um, all the wars and secrets and invasions and, with civils. Oh, yeah. Uh, the War of the Realms, which, you know, you and I are both just jazzed about coming yes. up. Um, it was very much the first time that they ever thought, you know, Marvel has always been this interconnected universe where they all exist in the same place and often in New York. But it, this was the first time that they took the storylines from a bunch of their different titles and tied them all into one continuous story. And I'll tell you what, I went back and read this and it's nine issues of Avengers from 1971, uh, June, 1971 issue number 89 of Avengers runs through issue 97. Uh, this thing's a mess. It, It was obviously something that they kind of just thought they'd do, but no one had ever done anything like this. So I have been familiar with the events of the Kree scroll war for a long time, but when I went back and really read the thing, it's a convoluted mess. I just, they, they just threw pasta at the wall and, and saw if it stuck and it kind of did and kind of didn't. And they just called it dinner. So anyway, um, I'm going to try to sum up the events of the Kree scroll war in, uh, the best way that I can because reading 
I sat down and read every issue of this and I'm still not, it still doesn't make a ton of sense. Now understand this was the early seventies. So a lot of the comic books didn't make a whole lot of sense. This was the time of Throg. So, um, if you don't know who Throg is, it's when Thor was a frog for a while, not Thor Odinson, but just a, a frog was worthy and, and wielded the power of Thor. So, in June 1971, um, this is the first time that they put all the these these teams together. You've got the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, and the Inhumans, and they interweave these plot lines all around Marvel, who's the original Captain Marvel. Um, essentially, Marvel's spent years trapped in the negative zone, fighting Annihilus uh gets doused in some sort of lethal radiation that's going to kill him and maybe had a kid with a scroll princess anyway none of that really matters um anyway he escapes from the negative zone goes to earth and goes to meet the avengers and what happens from here is that the avengers find themselves fighting ronin who is after marvell kind of but Ronan's also trying to revert earth back into some sort of prehistoric state so that they can use it as a staging ground for the war against the scroll empire. Um, Marvel, uh, in the ensuing battle of that Marvel gets his alien identity exposed. Um, people realize he's a, he's a Cree and not a human. This leads to the formation of the Alien Activities Commission under Senator Craddock. Uh, the funny thing about this is that it's kind of a thinly veiled take on the real House Un-American Activities Committee that investigated American citizens that the government believed to be communist sympathizers. Yes. So little political commentary in your uh, in your comic books all the way back in 1971, y'all. It's not a, not a new thing. They've been doing it is not a, a new time. thing. No. no. So essentially what happens is they, Senator Craddock hates aliens. He's the heading of this committee. He wants the Avengers to hand over Marvell. Uh, during a hearing, uh, the Avengers, of course, refuse. It looks bad to the public. So it temporarily disbands the Avengers. Um, in the ensuing chaos of that, a bunch of Avengers, along with Marvell, get captured by some scrolls. The scrolls want Marvel to build a doomsday device called a Omni Wave Projector, most re recently seen in uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Um, from there, we get kind of like a sidestep to the Inhumans. To to what is the name of their city? Uh, uh, uh the the one none of us can pronounce. Attilan. Attilan, yeah, Attilan, and basically. Uh, the Avengers help Black Bolt deal with a coup by Ma uh, Maximus the Mad, who's actually secretly working with the Kree. And for that, Black Bolt decides to help the Avengers go rescue Marvel. Um, but Marvel finishes the Omni Wave projector for the, the scrolls first, opens a portal to the negative zone, um, and Rick Jones gets sucked into the negative zone. Did I mention that Rick Jones is here? Uh, I think I no, and well, you didn't mention the Nick Fury's here either. Uh, yeah, Nick Fury's around too. Um, yeah. there's a lot going on here, and like I said, it's a discombobulated mess. 
So in the negative zone, uh, Rick encounters the, the Supreme intelligence, which is the Kree's Supreme ruler through the character of Rick Jones. We learn a little bit about the long, bitter history of the war between the Kree and the scrolls. They've been fighting for millennia, blah, 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 blah. Um, what happens here is that the negative zone unlocks superpowers inside of Rick Jones called the destiny force. And basically he can summon like projections of classic Marvel heroes like Namor and the original human torch, not Johnny storm, but the original human torch. who's like an Android or whatever. Um, so he uses the force against the scrolls the in the war ends. And somehow that reverts Senator Craddock back to his true scroll form. Uh, big surprise. The anti-alien guy uh, was actually a scroll. Of course. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of the, the, the Avengers, you know, reopen for business and uh, everybody lives happily ever after or whatever. Those are the basic events of the Cree scroll war. Now understand that we have seen what happens after this. This is when the Illuminati came together. The Cree, the events themselves of the Cree scroll war as an event in, in Marvel comics is not as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, meaningful uh, earth shattering. Yeah. It's not as meaningful as earth shattering as some of the other events, but it's what it set in motion both for Marvel comics as publishers, but also the, the fictional history that is the Marvel universe. It brings all these different parts of the Marvel universe together, all these heroes together and sets in motion, the Illuminati, all the things that the Illuminati did, uh, the stuff with the infinity stones later on. And it, it was really one, of, like I've said, it's one of the first events and apparently it did well commercially. So, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it, it led the way to this kind of event style storytelling that both publishers, both major publishers have been doing for the last 30 ish years. It really changed the way that, that Marvel specifically in, in, in comic books as a whole told stories and interwoven stories you know it wasn't until after this that you started seeing batman and superman interact or the flash and and, and wonder woman or whoever you know those it, it, again marvel was on the forefront of hey we have this connected universe all these uh characters live in the same place yeah like spider-man will show up in the fantastic four occasionally but we can really do something with this. We can tell stories that arc over whole titles and teams. Um, and another thing, and the reason I wanted to do the Cree scroll war in the first place is uh, there was a little movie that came out not long ago called Captain Marvel. You may have seen it. You get some of the backstory of the events of the Cree scroll war in that movie, but because that was a prequel, you, you, 
at the end of that movie, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, at the end of that movie, Carol flies off into space and she's going to end this war. That is her mission. What we find out later in the modern continuity of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that Hala, which is the Kree home planet, has been destroyed and that essentially the war is over, or at least we're led to believe. So we have yet to see the events take place of what happens. And I think that this is an event that we could possibly potentially see in the future of the Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah, there you go. Before we move on too far, um, there were two guys in the seventies, both of them working for Marvel initially that redefined artwork. One was Jim Steranko, who did work on Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and um, Captain America. The other is Neil Adams, who about the second or third issue into this, took over the art on it. Now, what he did, it wasn't that his art was so different. What Jack Kirby did that, that changed everything is he started with a more photorealistic art where you saw knees and you saw elbows and you saw knuckles and fingers and you saw these things. What Neil Adams does is use different angles as he's drawing. So you're not just looking at the character's face as he's speaking. You're lo- you might be up- looking up at him. You might be looking down at him. You might be looking at each panel changes the angle of the characters interacting or the fight or whatever. Right. And, and this was the brilliance of Neil Adams. Now, he left after, after this run. He left and went to D.C. and did some stuff with... Um, he did great work at D.C. too. Uh, oh, dude, we're going to talk about that, that sometime. It was on Green Lantern, Green Arrow uh, with Denny O'Neill. That's who it was. But but his his artwork, the way he ch- used perspective and, came, and this perspective and angles and came at things differently, literally changing from panel to panel, redefined a lot of what people do yeah i mean it was almost like the way you would see a camera move around in a film right and 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 i often wonder if that is what kind of was his motivation or 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 inspiration there was he wanted to tell stories like that it wasn't just you looking in on a scene like looking through a window you were you were there and you saw all the different angles of it Um, right yeah. Uh, also like to mention, uh, Sal Bushima did, uh, I think like the first two or three issues of this also good artist, uh, well-known. Um, yeah, the art's okay. It, to me, I'm not really into that 60s, 70s era silver age type stuff. Um, so it's just not for me. I actually found this a little difficult to read, not just because the story's discombobulated and the dialogue is kind of bad. Um, but also because the style of art is just not what I'm used to. I prefer a more modern style of art. Um, but I would say just for, for context and for understanding the history of the Marvel universe, um, this is a must read essential for anyone who wants to be a buff on Marvel continuity in history. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if it's, it's, it's a little weird. I mean, literally I read all nine issues in, in essentially one sitting and afterwards I was like, okay, um, that was, that was weird. 
Yeah. It, it would be a, a, at least a decade before they kind of got a cohesive storytelling um, model for how to tie large groups of characters together into one story arc. Oh, dude. And they came back and redid this in the 90s, and they had a second Kree Skull War, and it crossed over Avengers, West Coast Avengers, and every character who had a solo book, it crossed over into. Yeah. yeah from Captain America to um, Captain Marvel, who had a book at the time, Wonder Man. I mean, it just, it was one of the first things that covered like 60 or 70 issues yeah because by that time they'd figured out hey if we spread the story out across multiple issues of multiple titles we're publishing we'll sell more comic books absolutely so before we we wrap up um do you have any thoughts about what if this could if this if we could lead to this in the marvel cinematic universe if this is a story they might explore at some point and what Marvel has done is taken shards of stories, pieces of stories, bits of stories, and kind of changed them and modified them so they work on Agents or Shield, or they work in an Avengers movie, or they work in an Iron Man movie. And as you mentioned earlier, that's what they're doing here. They're taking pieces of this and kind of interweaving it into the Captain Marvel movie and the last Avengers movie. So you're seeing it. Are you going to see it exactly like this? No, but you'll see bits and pieces of it along the way. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't want to see it as it is right here because this is, it's messy. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I think for captain Marvel two, which there will obviously be, I think this would be a good place for them to go is, Hey, when Carol flew off at the end of the first movie and then came back in Avengers Endgame, what happened in that large gap of time? Right. Because it was 25, 30 years. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah. So what happened in that time? And I, th I think we could see Captain Marvel 2 explore that. And as a result, it would re explore some form of the, the, the war between the Skrull and the Kree. Sure. Yeah. I, let me put it this way. That's what I want to see for that movie. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to, you want to see the Marvel universe, not the cinematic universe, but the universe where the Nova Corps, um, Carol Danvers, um, the guardians of the galaxy. You want, we want to see that universe expanded. Yeah. The, the cosmic level MCU. Thank you. Cosmic. And well, and that's another thing that we could talk about at another time is, you know, we, we know that Thanos destroyed, um, what's the planet that the uh, I'm from? trying to think it's not Hala it's Xandar Xandar. Yeah. I wanted to say Hosnian prime, but that's from star Wars. Um, yeah. Z uh, is it Xandar? No, Xandar. Yeah. Xandalar is also a place from world of Warcraft. I'm getting all of my, all of my universes <laughs> mixed up. Um, yeah, uh, now that that has been destroyed, it paves the way for, for a Nova series or, or a Nova movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I could see them do either rich Ryder or Sam Alexander, one of either one. 
but uh that's uh that's another podcast for another day that will do it uh for us this time go read the kree scroll war it's only nine issues like i said it's a bit messy it's kind of obviously they didn't have a template for what they were doing and it shows here but it is it's essential to 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 your knowledge of the marvel universe Check out our Instagram account where I will probably share a link or two about the Kree Skull War. The website is www.sixmonthsbehind.com. And you can email us at sixmonthsbehind at gmail.com. That's the number six months behind at gmail.com. Also give us a follow on Twitter at six months behind. There you go. Yeah. I mean, well, Twitter. I said Instagram, didn't I? You did say Instagram. I, did. I, mean, I was thinking, I was thinking Twitter. I'm sorry. It, in my head, I was going, when did we get an Instagram account? <laughs> uh, there you go. I, I got too confused. My apologies. It's all good. All right. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.